Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bold Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host, and I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you, or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring, behind the scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business, and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. I've got maybe my favorite format episode coming up again this week. So I've got a Dear Lorraine episode for you. And my listener question this week is, Dear Lorraine, I'm looking to step out of corporate and I'm pondering my next steps. What would your advice be to me? Now, I love this question because I've worked with many mentees on exactly this challenge. And while I do definitely answer my listener's question, this will also be a super helpful episode for anyone listening who's currently at a crossroads in their life or the career, or is feeling that flicker, that element of restlessness, that itchiness around what life could be on the other side of a change or a transformation. In my response, I cover the difference between an away from goal and a towards goal, the set of four heart questions to ask yourself to help you uncover your purpose, the set of head questions to ask yourself also in order to identify your purpose, the concept of runway and how it really does help you decide next steps, the options to start a more off-the-rack business, and also the really, really sad story that underlines everything I share in this episode. So this is a much more powerful episode, I think, than I plan to record. But I really do hope that it lands with you if it's something that you need to hear today. So thank you so much again for joining this week's episode. And let's bring on my response to my listener question. Okay, time for another Dear Lorraine episode. So a listener has asked, I'm looking to step out of corporate Australian public service. I will admit I had to Google what APS stood for. And I'm pondering next steps. Any advice? Okay. Love this question because I have worked with a few mentees on this, you know, transitioning out of either corporate, public sector or agency life into their own gig or a gig with someone else. And it's really satisfying. I love it. I love it. So I think the first thing to think about if you're in this situation like my listener is in the first instance, we've got an away from goal. Yeah. So the goal we are moving away from is the corporate career. 
So I think where the missing piece here then is what is the towards goal? Yes, we're moving away from that goal, but what goal is it that we are moving towards? So a lot of my response to this listener question is going to be aligned with helping the listener figure out what is that towards goal and, and how do they get there. And I really think that so much of figuring out the towards goal is identifying what your passion is. You know, yeah, you can kind of inter- interchange passion and purpose, but you know, what, what is it that you are doing this for? So I've got some questions for you. And I was working on my prep for this this response and I realized that there's a set of heart questions when it comes to discovering your passion or your purpose. And there's also a set of head questions when it comes to doing the same thing. So I'm excited to share those questions with you. So if I'm working with a one-on-one mentee and one of their challenges is they just don't know what their passion, their purpose is, they don't know what they should be doing with their lives, these big existential style questions. There's a few different questions that I will invite them to reflect on. And obviously, if we were in a one-on-one session, I would be kind of helping you extrapolate this and bouncing ideas off you with these responses, but I trust you to, to do this yourself. So really see these prompts that I'm giving you as part of this episode as almost like journaling prompts. And maybe you want to save this episode and come back to it later, but really creating some time for you to ask yourself these questions. And there's a lot of power from writing responses like this because it really does help you access a different way of thinking maybe than you would if you were voicing it out loud or trying to uh, logicize yourself, lo- lo- use logic to get yourself to these responses, th- these, these responses to my questions. So the questions are, when was a time in your life that you were most lit up? And what I mean by that was that you really felt like you were on your path when it came to your passion and your purpose. So when was a time that you were most lit up and on your path when it came to your passion and your purpose. So really, really instructive to think about a time that 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 was the case for you, because it can often be a case that if someone has been in a corporate career, an agency career, you know, even having their own business, and they just haven't been lit up for a while, it can be hard to almost like re-access what it actually feels like to be lit up. So that's why that's the first protocol in these heart questions that I'm asking you now. The second question that you can ask yourself is, who is someone that you see as very much living within their passion and their purpose, that they're really emulating their passion and purpose and acting as a living, breathing example to you of what that can look like. And they don't need to be someone that you know intimately or know personally. It can be someone that you are connected with on Instagram. It can be someone whose book you read or someone's TV show who you watched The fact of whether or not you know them is unnecessary. That's not required. But just think about someone that comes to mind immediately when you think of someone who's living their passion and purpose and ask yourself, what is it you admire about that person? And I will say to you what I said to a potential mentee I was having a discovery call with this morning. I asked her, why me? You know, there's lots of different coaches that she could potentially go and work with. And I said, why me? And she very generously gave me a list of different attributes that she really liked about me. And the first one that she said was, she said, Lorraine, you're really authentic and I really respect that. And I said to her, that is something that you value in me and you recognize in me because it is a trait that you also have. You know, you are also authentic. So this is a really helpful question to ask yourself because 
if you can appreciate and see a strength or a characteristic in someone else, it means that that's also a strength and a characteristic that, yes, you obviously value and hold hold dear, but also it's one that you have in you because you see it because you have it. So it's really helpful to, yes, identify that person who's on their, their path of purpose, purpose and passion, but also to really drill into what is it about that person that you respect and you admire. And that is very helpful for you to figure out, okay, what is important to me when it comes to finding my passion and purpose. Okay, the third heart question that I want you to ask yourself is, what would change in your life if you found your next passionate step? So you find yourself on this path, you feel like, okay, this is where I am supposed to be, I'm meant to be, it's for the highest, in my absolute highest good to be on this path. What would change in your life as a result? So would it change you? Would it change how you view yourself? Would it change your relationships with those closest to you? Would it change your work? Would it change your financial situation? Would it change your ability to be flexible and travel, for example? So just really think into, you know, what would change if you were clear on what these next steps were? And the reason I'm asking you this question is it's motivating. You know, if you can see what the potential is on the other side of this deliberation and this considering and this researching and this reviewing, you're a lot more likely to do it if you can see the upside, so to speak. And then once you've answered those four hard questions, it's to ask yourself, you know, what are the clues that are in in these responses? And hopefully you've got a bit, once you've actually completed these questions, you've got a bit to go on in terms of what you have written to yourself in terms of the journaling style I've suggested. And what clues are in there? Are there some patterns? Are there some themes? Do you feel a certain way when you look at these responses? What is there a common thread coming through them? And if there is someone that you trust that you would share this work with, it could be helpful for them to analyze it as well. You know, sometimes we can be sitting so close to it that we can't see the patterns. That's ninety percent of my work as a mentor is spotting other people's patterns and helping them through them. So think, you know, maybe it's worth asking someone that you trust and you respect to have a review of this as well. So they're the heart questions, okay? Now I've got some head questions for you. So these are more around just the practicalities of what it might look like for you to find these next steps for for you in your career. So the first question is related to financials. So what kind of income do you need to make, first of all, initially? And I like to think about this like runway. You know, what do you need to live off? in the immediate three to six months while you're establishing whatever your thing is. And it could be, which is ideal, and we'll get to this in a moment, that you can be building your side hustle while you're also engaged in your full-time job, which gives you a lot more, as I call it, runway to actually do that. And what I mean by runway, it's if you think about a plane and it's taxiing, 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 and then finally it takes off, how much time do you need to taxi before you can take off financially? So for example, you might say, I've got enough in savings that I don't need my side hustle to make any money for five months, which was my case when I started my first business. But at that point, I need to be replacing my my income from, from my role. So you want to figure out what kind of income you need to make initially, aka your runway. And then secondly, you need to figure out what kind of income you need ongoing Is that to replace the income that you're bringing in in your role or could you manage on less initially? 
and obviously with the goal to surpassing what you're making in your role eventually. So that's the first money question. So what kind of income do you need to make A, initially and B, ongoing to replace the income that you're bringing in from your role? And then the second head question to ask yourself is, can you transition into this business, whatever it might be, while still in your full-time role? So the absolute sweet spot, I believe, is to be working full-time and obviously making your income and having the security and the visibility of that. Be building your side hustle on the side. And then over time, as your side hustle starts to really start to get some traction, starts to make some money, starts to need you more, that you can gradually start to reduce the amount of time you're spending in your full-time role. And a really great example of this is my beautiful friend, Claire Obeid, who is my spiritual guide on my Bali retreats. And Claire and I met, we worked together in PR, we were colleagues in an agency, and I left to go to another role and then ultimately to start my first business. And Claire wanted to become a health coach. So her first qualification that she went after was her yoga teacher training. And she started teaching yoga. And then she dropped Friday from her agency job and she taught yoga on a Friday. Then she dropped the Monday from her agency job and she worked in her own business two days a week. And then gradually it got to this kind of seesaw where it tipped over that she was in a financial position to leave her agency role completely and work full time in the side hustle became the main hustle, essentially. And she has just flown from that point. It's been really, really amazing to follow her, her career. So if you can swing a situation like that, that is perfect though, because it takes so much financial pressure off you. And when you finally do take the risk to go full-time into your side hustle, it's minimal risk because you've already got so much experience, so much hopefully customers built up, some real data on your business has been built up. So I wasn't in a position to do this in my business when I started my first business. I was working in quite a big agency And the chairman did offer me the opportunity to start my business kind of within the wings of of that business. But my concern was, for example, I worked on McLean's toothpaste then, McLean's and Sensodyne toothpaste with one of our clients, two of our clients. And the concern I had was that if I was representing these influencers, which was my first business model, and Colgate wanted to come and work with our influencers, Would they really feel like they could come to me and I wouldn't have a conflict of interest if I was also working on McLean's toothpaste, for example? And it was obviously a lot scarier, but I knew I had five months of living expenses set aside and that that was my runway at the time. I knew that that would give the business the best shot of success, not having any concern about conflict and, you know, shifting priorities and, and where I should be focusing my energy and my time on. So, For me, that was the right decision to make, but I think there are much more low-risk ways. And based on the question that this lovely listener sent through, it sounds like you've been in in your career for quite a while, probably like a, a couple of decades, which leads me to believe that you probably do have more adult responsibilities that I didn't have when I was starting my business, aka maybe kids, a mortgage, all the things. So yeah. Question number two for your head is, can you transition gradually into your side hustle, gradually making that full-time? The third question that I would ask your head is, are you open to consulting or other work to support the transition through to this next step and whatever it might be? 
So it may be that you do need or want to leave your full-time role. And is there other work that you could drum up in the meantime, if you're not comfortable with the runway that you're currently looking at, is there other work? Could you be more flexible, uh, broaden the parameters of the kind of work that you do in order to create some income so that you have a bit more space to figure out the offer of, of what you're doing? And then my last question for your head, which may be a partly hard one as well, is, is your partner and or family and or friends on board with you making this change? So I think it's really, really important to bring the stakeholders on the journey. And I'm not saying don't do it if the stakeholders aren't keen or aren't excited about it, but as much as possible, bringing them on the journey because talked about this a lot. That amazing billboard I saw was a bank advertisement in Melbourne many, many years ago. And it said behind every success story is a support story. And I really do buy into that statement a lot. So I think taking your partner, particularly if you're in a relationship on the journey with you, will really make a huge difference and limit any potential future resentment or anger or hurt or confusion if you could both really get on the same page of what it is that, that you're hoping to do. And they know you so well, whether it's you know, a parent or a sister or a partner, they'll probably have some really great insights as well on, on what you could do as, as a next step. Okay, there's a couple of more thoughts. I think I've probably raised more questions than I've answered, but that is my intention with this response to this question is to give you a framework with which to start from as you start to think about what you are going to do next. Just a couple of other thoughts that I want to share with you, though, is to be open to ready-made businesses. So maybe that's taking on a business that someone is already running, or there are so many amazing products out there that you can create multi-level marketing, so MLM, or aka network marketing, or straight affiliate businesses. I mean, there's a couple of businesses that if I was starting again, I would build affiliate businesses for those products because I believe in them so much. For example, the Healy device, which I got last year. I'm an affiliate. I haven't done anything with it because I just haven't kind of really had the bandwidth to focus on it. And my own business is going really, really well. But if you can find something that you really, really love, that will give you the opportunity to make an income from sharing that love with other people. That I think is just such an amazing step in the direction of your next chapter. And the other thing I wanted to share as well is one of my brilliant mentees, Michelle Cavello, she's been on the show a couple of times in the past, has a great program. So Michelle herself has built an incredible virtual CFO business. The woman is just on fire. I cannot keep up with the amount of awards and profile opportunities and revenue jumps that she is making. She's amazing. But she started her business 12 years ago, pretty much very much aligned with with the question here you know in a corporate career that wasn't serving her and wasn't serving her intention to start a family so she stepped out and as a consultant and as she said probably made every single mistake in the book from charging for her services to setting up her model to support to mindset all the things so she has actually created a program called corporate to consultant where she has bottled up all of her best learnings and her best tips and really steps you through the process from, okay, I'm in corporate, I'm not loving life, right through to what you need to do in order to set up a really successful consultancy business. 
So I'll pop the link to that in the show notes. It's corporate to consultant. And that may be, if you're sitting in this, this spot where my listener is, that could be of, of real interest to you. And I just wanted to close this episode and I'm going to step out of kind of how-to mode now for a moment because I think this is a point that I really want to make and share with you as part of today's episode that for every one of you who is listening to this episode, who is, you've got that spark of curiosity about what else could be out there to explore for me? Is there something that maybe the highest, best, max potential version of you is encouraging you to think about and to get uncomfortable with your current situation and create that almost like that itchy feet for something more, just something different. You owe it to that version of you to explore that opportunity. I was with a mentee this week who told me the saddest fucking story. She lost one of her very, very close friends to cancer. He was diagnosed. He was told that he had with the cancer he was diagnosed with, there was a 1% chance that he could beat it and that most people who are diagnosed with this cancer die within a year. And he decided he was going to fight it. He bought a sports car that he had wanted to drive forever. He'd always wanted this car. And he said, nah, I'm going to beat this cancer. I'm going to buy this car. And that's going to be, you know, I'm going to be driving that car. And as it happened, he got so sick so quickly that he never got to drive the car. A friend of his took him out for a drive. He sat in the passenger seat and his friend drove him around in this car. He never got to drive the car. And instead, the car followed his coffin as part of the funeral procession. A friend drove the car. This beautiful man's son was in the car as a passenger. And he never got to drive the car. Huh. That story is really sitting heavy in my heart. Because... It just says to me, you know, maybe for you, it's buying the amazing car. Maybe for you, it's booking that trip that you've been talking about forever. Maybe for you, it's making that career change that you've been itching to make for so long. You owe it to yourself to pursue that opportunity because you don't want someone else driving that sports car. You know, you want to be in the driving seat yourself of this incredible life that you have crafted lovingly and intentionally and responsibly and sustainable, sustainably, not just for you, but everyone around you who stands to benefit from you being, as I said, that max potential version of you. So I want to leave you on that note. I know it's a really sad note, but I was so grateful to her for sharing that story with me. And I said to her, I'm going to share this story with people because it's so powerful. And, you know, if ever there was an away from goal, it's that not having fully realized the true potential that you and your beautiful clever, smart, savvy, funny, loving self hold. We've only got one chance at this. You know, we've only got one crack at this lifetime. And I really do invite you, just don't die wondering. If there's a creative flicker in you that's wondering, what if, you know, what if I change careers or I started the business or I changed the business or I traveled or I went out and tried to meet those people that I'm trying to call in, you owe it to yourself to make it happen. So thank you so much, as always, for joining this Dear Lorraine episode. I really do hold it very dear, the privilege to be the one that you ask these questions of. And I really hope that my responses help not just the person who've, who has asked the question, but everyone else listening as well. So there you have it, my response to that listener question. Now, as I mentioned in the episode, my brilliant mentee, Michelle Cavello, has a corporate to consultant program, which actually steps you through the process of leaving corporate 
and going out on your own. And I've popped a link in the show notes to that program for you as well, if you want to go check it out. And if you would like to find out more about working with me one-on-one as a mentee, you can check out my Power Quarter Mentoring Package at lorrainemurphy.com.au forward slash mentoring. And I've got one more spot to start with someone this quarter. If that is you, just reach out to me on InstaDM or through my website. So thank you as always for joining this week's episode. And I look forward to coming back with another episode for you next week. Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bull Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host, and I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you, or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring, behind the scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business, and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Music